Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. They've been with us since the very beginning. If you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Also, if you're tired of all those ad reads and random crap that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts, Rhino Classifies was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need, the trailer you move to move your baby around the country in, we got you at Rhino Classifieds. Go to rhino.co, R-Y-N-O, now and sign up for a free account. Post for free and get a free chance to win a badass UTV. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls welcome back to uh the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn that's at c sanborn i i i across the table for me is brad saucer at b sauce 96 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media that's an instagram account that's a twitter account that's a facebook account but more importantly that is on the patreon app as well too so head on over to wherever you get your apps from look up patreon then look up the black flag podcast where you'll get 20 percent off all merchandise uh some exclusive content and a little bit better way to maybe get a hold of us and talk to us uh that being said this is episode 122 um apparently last week we, we Charlie, did you know that everyone apparently that has ever raced anything ever is number twenty one? Apparently, yeah, because we th- that was so we we do that as a part of the show. It's a Facebook post, just saying, hey, a new episode is up, and we started putting cars on it with the number of the show, right? For one hundred and twenty one episodes, basically, yeah. What. It, it, it's supposed to be a way to, to be fair, interact with people. The only person... And we get yelled at every week. The, every week. The only person that really, like, 100% had to be in that picture was Joey Israelson. Because yeah. he is the 121. The, the, the only 121. That being said, I didn't make the Facebook post, but the Facebook post had been coming later and later, or the, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And so, honestly, middle of the day, I had a draft tweet like about ready to post yeah. and when i think number 21 the the first three people that came to mind obviously riley steven Kopsick, joey dewyron that was really it that and you got yelled at about way more than just them yeah <laughs> but and i put up the ones that I, I the first ones that came to my mind yeah taylor taylor's dad <laughs> joey israelson yeah joey israelson was, david was, oliver yeah. I, I mean like it's supposed to be a way for people to interact with us, and we get yelled at every time. Yeah, technically, you're supposed every to, time you're supposed to put a picture of yourself yeah. when the, the thing but, does the thing. But that's fine. God forbid we we you have to do it yourself. It's it, people are having meltdowns over it. 
I just, I don't get it. I just you know, don't understand. Sometimes, it's supposed to be fun. Sometimes you can't And win. people just got to ruin it. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. We got yelled at. Apparently, we don't talk about racing anymore, too. I forgot about... I forgot I did forget about Zach Nicholson at first, and I also did forget to about be fair, Alex Moore. I, I like so Zach Nicholson the, a lot, a, but his car is usually the same color as his number, so I, I never really thought about what his number is. You know, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I just... I honestly, like... When I was thinking about it, so what I said, I literally had a draft like ready to post, and everyone that we got yelled at, other than Riley, was not even in my draft either. So that, (laughs) so honestly, I I forgot about. I forgot about some people. You forgot about some people. You're supposed to put your own picture on. David Pearson was probably pissed at us. Yeah. The Wood Brothers sent us an, uh, an incredible email, just uh, right pissed off. There was actually our, a our Facebook account that twenty people interact with every week. There was a messenger pigeon that just landed with a fucking oh, strongly worded yeah. letter that was written with fucking. a quill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking unbelievable. Fuck yeah. The the envelope was actually made out of burlap. It was wild. Yeah. Um, You'll have yeah, that. Just sh- shut the fuck up. Just have fun with it with us. I don't know why it has to be a thing. Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you can't win. But um we can speaking, never win. Speaking of not being able to win, uh if before this season started, you said you give me your three events that you are looking forward to the most. I would say, well, either I would say either the Stafford uh Spring Sizzler or the Fall Final Finale, whatever the fuck it's called. That would be just one, just whichever one. I mean, toss up. Uh, two would probably have, would probably be the Seekonk ten thousand to win on my birthday tri track race, and let's just say that that didn't happen. No. So yeah, especially midweek took a day off. Everything. Yeah. Oh, everything was great. I had it all planned out. Uh, yeah, yeah, there so, was a day to rain. Right, and that was and, it. You know what a shitty situation. So, and the the thing was is that. Most of the time, we go down, we hang out with our Connecticut friends, our Massachusetts friends, all of those pals. Um, usually, we're at Stafford. Usually, we're we're at Thompson. Well, at this point, you had people coming from all over. I had a bunch of people messaging me. Oh, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. So I'm like, yeah, sweet. And you know, it, it was shaping up to be a very very fun night of racing. There was like 46 cars for like 26 spots. It was unbelievable. Um, and we got to see the heats. And then the power went out because some fucking transformer blew up or something um and there were optimus there prime tra- yeah optimus prime <laughs> was God. in the tent he was in pieces on 195 oh, no. it was unbelievable is he yeah. gonna be okay no he died oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> is bumblebee all right no no, oh, no. also also no they, oh. they collided i guess and uh they both blew up yeah sucks so you could see the rain off in the distance and it was it was for sure like coming towards us but then you could also see that it was going to miss us. Like, it was, at the end, it was looked like it was going to come and hit us, like, straight on. And then you could see that the all the dark clouds were going to the left, like, behind the racetrack. So you're like, all right, like, they're going to be able to get this in. I, I'm not kidding. When So they canceled the race. Because they had the power outage, they said, give us an hour. About 10 minutes later, they were like, never mind. Um, the race is canceled. Which, in my mind, I'm sure the power company was just like, hey, man... We're not putting people up in fucking buckets into the sky right now. Seems fair. When there is lightning in the area. So races obviously get canceled and you're sitting there like I'm I'm pissed because I'm like, this sucks. Like we just drove three hours for this. Like everyone that I am friends with 
like for the most part that they everyone reached out they're like we're gonna where everyone's gonna be here i was like hell yeah what a show this is gonna be and then it rained upwards of 10 drops total and you could see the lightning like going off in the distance and that was just cause for anger it was just more like fuel on the fire it was like god fucking damn it i was looking forward to this for so long and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Uh, I'm not the only one that was inconvenienced. And I know Bobby was all pumped to race. Oh, every, yeah. yeah. Everyone and their cousin was looking forward to this event. And then obviously fucking Optimus Prime had to go and be a fucking dickhead. And uh, yeah, then the thunder, the, the lightning and, and you know, tornadoes and, and stuff and then, came. And, yeah, lions and tigers and bears. Yeah, somewhere. They yeah. were somewhere. They yeah. weren't fucking where we were because uh, we were outside the entire time and I was not wet. Well, I was moist well. from <laughs> I was moist from from how fucking hot and humid it was, but yeah. that was just a different story. But yeah, uh, made the most of it. But you know, sometimes you can't win. Yeah. That's just the story of it's the story of this show, I guess. It is. Know, yeah, just, we just we we've never been known or uh, documented to have good luck of any sort. No, really, even one time, just or um, or just be intelligent. And, and I, I we we also have been uh, scolded. Uh, by by our Facebook heroes uh, that we don't talk about racing anymore either. Uh, so lucky for them, it rained all weekend, so there's no racing to talk about. What a shame! Yeah, yeah. We should we should have got Matchbox cars and went Facebook Live. Yeah, it it it's mountain you know, it, speedway. It's, it's almost like if we if we had like a Freddy Craft on the show, you know what I mean? And when we interacted with you know how you know what his side of things are during a race weekend for like two hours, you know, if only we could do that, you know what I mean? And people just paid attention to it and didn't say anything. There was also a Twitter hero. Um, <laughs> when Freddie Kraft initially posted the BFP logo, I uh, just said coming soon. He uh, he said, BF, Black Flag Podcast, check it out, whatever. Some old dude that looked like we definitely wouldn't be friends with him, like mentioned something. Uh, like he, he was basically like, it could be described as DBC without the uh, bleeps, like on the swears and like something about your ears bleeding. And I was like, Sir, I, there's an explicit button. I actually and I click it literally 121 times. I actually did some research when I saw these comments over mm. the past week. Oh, you had a lot of time. Did do you? <laughs> I just see them and I'm like, oh, do, well. do you know how many podcasts there are in the world? Fucking a lot. It's over two million. Holy shit! <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> Plenty of other options. I don't understand. Well. Yeah, the plenty of <laughs> options. There's plenty of options. Like if you don't I, I like see, Walmart, go to Target. Well, I, I see. You don't like Ford, drive a Chevy. I. You don't like BFP, go to DBC. I don't know, but I, I don't know what the fuck I can tell you. Our logo has a beer in it. We like the party. Yeah, that's true. We'd be we'd be getting off brand. Never once have we been like, in today at lap. 13 chase elliott yeah. overtook we're not like fucking matt Chris weaver Rebell or whatever what's that cuzzy pal on twitter breaking zone uh that does bob like Pockers? bob Pockers. <laughs> lap 14 yellow oh no that's yeah. not him incredible bob, content who thank is, you <laughs> who is bob Pockers is good at what he does what the fuck is that guy's name he gets roasted by everyone jim utter jim utter that's <laughs> who it is yeah jim <laughs> Lap ten yellow. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> he's literally like he's like the the human form of Ollie from yeah. Family Guy. It's gonna rain. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. Fuck. See, it's. I did actually watch some racing, so it was kind of nice to not do anything this weekend. 
that being said, I have gotten to a point in my life where if I'm not doing anything for more than like, I don't know, two to three seconds, I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. Like, this is outrageous. Like, I need to be doing something. <laughs> like, how, how great is it that I'm sitting down finally? And then, like, I'll look around, like, left and right and just be like, there's something to do somewhere. I know it. And I just feel like I'm not allowed to relax. Your so, spidey senses are going off. So basically what happened was, uh, I don't know, Friday or whatever. I was like, oh, Jennerstown's going to be on the television. 20,000 to win Cars Tour race. Uh, love Jennerstown. Derek Griffith was going to be there. We like a Derek Griffith. Garrett Hall was going to be there. We like a Garrett Hall. And I'm like, all right, we're going to get some people to come watch this because we have three televisions in a couch. Um, so I'm like, all right, let's, you know. Let's let's see if let's see who we can get. So there was like three or four people that were loosely confirmed, and a bunch of other people that were maybes. So that's the motivation that I needed to clean this whole place. It looks great down here. Thank by the you way. so it much. It looks phenomenal. I'm actually wicked proud of you. Usually, it, it looks incredible. Usually, I wake. Uh, I wake. I wait until like a little <clears throat> depressive episode. Maybe throw on some uh, some Three Days Grace or something. You on do. The, you do on clean the television. With music. I have noticed. Oh that. yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. you get in your own little zone. Yeah. Oh, when I get in a zone. It, it looked like I said. I'm not going to stop until it's completely done. You'd, and so that's what happened. The floor got clean. But basically, what I was getting at whatever. is I haven't had a depressive episode yet. So I needed someone to be coming over. And I haven't also had anyone come over you, in a very long a, time. You needed a force of motivation. So I was like, yes, give me a little oomph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. A little pat on the ass. Yeah. So um, basically, I needed three or four people to loosely confirm that they were coming just for me to clean up the like whole place. UM or for OM? The, it depends. If they showed up, oh maybe my. the U, but wow. they didn't. So I ended up cleaning for nothing. But it was cool. <laughs> it was nice for me to just sit on the couch and um, look at the television and wish that I had made the trip to Jennerstown. But that's fine. Everything's fine. I was Everything's alone. fine. It was, I was alone. I even I threw back three beers. And you were alone, usually, but not lonely. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. That is I key. didn't throw up. Rob Thomas didn't make his way onto the playlist. So that's good. Yeah. That is good. That is very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but so basically what I was getting at, uh, Jennerstown was nice to just sit on the couch and watch some racing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, couldn't go support the local short track at Jennerstown because it's 10 hours away. Um, and uh, I was under the impression when they say 20,000 to win that you have. I don't know. Nothing crazy. 180 cars show up. Um, they had 18. So, yep. It was a race. It was good. It was um for they do it weird. Even the Oxford 250 only gets like 60, 70 cars now. Yeah. And that's 25,000. 18. Yeah. 20,000. So the ratio there, I'm not a math guy. Fellatio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, him too. So, yeah. <laughs> so I turn on the television right, and I'm all hot and pumped. And and uh, the way that they do this race is interesting. 200 laps, and if there's 40 consecutive green flag laps, there's a yellow, like a competition caution, and you can only fuel the car or change two tires or something. Like you can do like other adjustments, but you out if you change tires, you can't add gas. You add gas, you can't change tires. Interesting. So it's weird. It's a weird yeah. little deal. So you had a bunch of different chess matches going on. Uh, and for a while, it was it was kind of a snoozer. This Terry Seneca dude in the 37, holy fuck. I mean, every time he went into the corner, he looked like he missed the corner completely. And he would somehow, like, he, the, the, even the announcers were like, this guy's like dirt track in this <laughs> racetrack. And no one is doing, like, no one is able to do this. This guy would, like, 
close in on people from like a half a track back just by overdriving driving the shit out of the corner and then like having such a high arc on exit that like somehow it worked uh unbelievable but it was kind of a not a snooze fest but it was it was somewhat not as interesting until the very end and then they wrecked literally all of it um with like four all, all 18 cars um pretty fucking close <laughs> yeah like no joke that like the there was i think six cars on the lead lap like at one point and I don't know. There was like th- there was like four or five to go, and Derek was behind Sammy Smith. Derek Griffith, yeah, Derek Griffith, uh, front of the program, and he was stalking him. He was pretty close. I-, I couldn't tell if he was faster, but it looked like he changed his lineup and was able to get like a better drive off the corner, a little bit closer to Sammy. So it was gonna be it was shaping up to be one hell of a finish. I don't know what happened. I don't remember what happened. Some somehow the yellow came out, and then holy shit. Uh, Derek was having, I think he said he was having problem getting the car into high gear all night. He missed a shift early. Uh, some kid balled it up on lap zero. So, um, thinks and thoughts with that kid. Not really. Didn't know who he was. Sucks to suck. Um, so Derek basically misses a shift kind of or whatever. Fucking Josh Berry drives into Chris Davidson and sends him across Derek's nose and Chris Davidson all but flips over. Um, and then not like I, Corey Heim tried to kill that Terry Seneca guy at one point. I mean, there was just so much carnage going on late in the race. And um, Derek didn't need that yellow is basically what it boils down to. Sammy Smith went on to win. Garrett Hall finished second. So uh, good for him. And yeah, I mean, there's your racing. That, Whoever that's you all that happened. The thing. That's yeah, all that happened. You're yeah. so welcome for the racing content. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> Do you get drunk this weekend or what, Charlie? Fuck yeah, I did, Brad. <laughs> no, it rain. It literally. It's rained the last like four days. Here. Yeah, it sucks. It, no, I mean, it, we needed it. We did. And and honestly, we we had this discussion because we were uh, all at Pat's Pizza together at the Wyndham uh, location, and we were talking about there. Sometimes you you just a rain out isn't the worst thing ever, because. Um, you know, guys like Rusty, Bobby, they, they've been on fucking go since, I don't know, April, basically every week, busting your nuts, blah, blah, blah. Well, now for the most part, everybody's cars, they're ready. Yeah. You have kind of a week off to just fuck around and, you know, tinker on it, polish turds, whatever it is that you do on your car. Um, so it's, it's not, I mean, it sucks not to go racing. That's not what I'm saying. It, we all obviously all would have rather have been at the racetrack, but you know, sometimes a week off doesn't doesn't hurt things. So uh, Bartlett Bridge got rained out first thing Friday. So we, what did we do Friday? We just kind of hung out, um, did some stuff. I think and you then went bowling. Bowling that did happen. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, bowling did did happen. We had fifteen of us at a bowling alley, which if anybody has met us or hung out, how with many us, ceiling tiles were replaced after the night? Oh my god, it should have been all of them. I'll tell you who has a hell of a fastball. Needed a new roof. <laughs> Kristen Wilson Smith. Really? Has a hell of a fastball with a bowling ball. It doesn't hit the lane until oh. about three quarters of the way down. Oh my but god. She, but she hits the pins every time. It's it's fucking <laughs> incredible. Um I thought I felt the earth shaking Friday night. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, that was that was her throwing fourteen pounders halfway down the fucking alley. I was all ready to go to Lee. Uh there was about three of us that were gonna pack the Lee bar, uh just the three of us. And um 
Yeah, fortunately, rain came in, and so then work called and was like, hey, do you want to work late? And I was like, I fucking aren't doing anything else, so uh, worked till <laughs> late 30. I aren't doing anything else. Yeah, worked till late 30, went to the gym, and then I saw Snapchats. was like, everyone's bowling. That seems fun. I was all sweaty. I was like, I'm not showing up to bowling, that's for sure, so uh, I came home and... Sat on my thumb for the rest of the weekend. So <laughs> that's, that's one way to do it. I, I literally <laughs> best part about bowling was we had a very big conglomeration of the, the age groups, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I go to get a beer, right? And I'm standing there. First thing of the night, it, the the line is taking entirely too long. Don't know why it is, but I, I'm waiting in line. I see it's my turn, so I literally I run over, grab a ball, throw throw a strike first throw run right back and everybody's just like what 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 happened you should have got a free beer for that yeah but then i'm standing in line and the we we go up there we, what do you do at a bowling alley you buy pitchers of beer yeah because i don't want to come up here every five minutes and get a, another another beer so i was like can i get a pitcher we're not selling pitchers tonight because there's miners in the building <coughs> In my head, which may have come out of my mouth as well, too, to the bartender. Sir, this is a bowling alley. <laughs> I was like, is this not a bowling alley? <laughs> yes, it is. Is this not where every 12-year-old comes because it's the only place that they really can go out that isn't the mall? Well, now that Happy Wheels is closed, yeah. Confirmed. So at what point in time can I get a pitcher of beer? Because they, they sell them. They had pitchers. They just they wouldn't let us buy them. They're like, uh, well, just not tonight. So, <laughs> Well, that's okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so, do I need to come back on like St. Patrick's Day or something? Like, so, so, so anyway, I I get my beer and I go back to our group and to an undisclosed human who is not of age. I said, "Can you just hold this for a second? So they grab it, and nothing happens. But I was trying to make a point. I was like, "Ask me why you're holding that right now." And they're like, "I don't know. You tell me." I said, "Because they just said I couldn't get a pitcher of beer." Because there's miners in the building. Yet here you are holding the beer. Now give it back. <laughs> to be fair to said miner, who I believe it was, <laughs> looks all of over 21. <laughs> True. That's not the point. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to prove a point. Right. Um, right pissed. And then the, the waitress lady um, figured out the, the situation and beers were never empty again the rest of the night. So that was good. That's very smart of her. Yes. Yes. Uh, fantastic tip all around from the table, I oh, believe. So. Of course. Um, yeah, so we did bowling. Give her uh, more than the tip. Laser tag three almost inches. happened. Didn't. Uh, I was a little bummed on that. But, uh, yeah, so we got up yesterday to go racing again. Beechridge was on the docket for me, and it rains again. So we all end up in Wyndham, and then we go to the, the Pat's Pizza, and we were at Pat's Pizza for about four to five hours. And we we had made the decision to go to Old Orchard Beach, and it, at at the beach it was Rusty, uh, Bobby, Tim, Tom, myself, uh, Chuck, and Mrs. Chuck, and um, I have been told I had a hell of a time last night. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the wholesome content we were looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've been told I had a hell of a night. So, uh, Wait, you say Tim Tom was there? Tim Tom was out in the wild. Mm. Do you have Tim Tom's number? I do. Okay, so not on this one, but when we go to the Patreon show, you should call Tim Tom and have him fill you in on what happened last night. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, that'd be great content. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's do that. Racing content. I can do that. Vroom, vroom. Ha ha. Yeah, I did fucking also nothing. Uh, one place that I probably won't. Uh, so, I'm not Jewish, per se. But. <laughs> You'd believe in some of their ideologies. Mm, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> or. Or. <clears throat> Or, or when typical. it comes to like a Pat's Pizza, yeah, sure. We're getting fucking food. We're getting drinks. We're fucking, yeah. When it comes to the Brunswick. <laughs> no, it's, no. It's always I'm, a shit show. I'm pretty much out. Like, it, like I would have gone to Pat's Pizza if I hadn't been in the middle uh. of cleaning everything because I thought that I had friends last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Brunswick, no, no. No, I'm not going. And so the last time I was at the Brunswick, well, first off, I I went to the Brunswick on my 21st. That was the first time I ever went there. The second time I ever went there was after a night at the Turn 5 Tavern where I believe it it either rained like halfway through the races and we ended up just having a bunch more time to kill. So we ended up going there. But I walked into the Brunswick and asked for a vodka Red Bull. And the minute she said $12, I was like, why do why Why do... I don't, I'm not, we're not, why are we, I'm not coming here ever again. Why is no, that a No, thing? I just wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't want fucking stock in both companies, you son of a bitch. Like, uh, so I, last night I, 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 again, thought I had friends coming over. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the store and get some beer. And, and uh, ever since Thompson a couple weeks ago where uh, John West said, we don't drink our calories and proceeded to slug a Michelob, I've just been like, it's Ugh, beer. Gross. It says ninety-five calories on the can. That must be healthy. I, I'm just so not. Just a, I'm not back. a single mother. I, I just. I'm not interested in the. Well, mic. that you know of. No, I am not the single mother. That. You, oh right. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. That that seems um, to be their typical but it's clientele. Not, yeah, but it doesn't. It's not they're, bad. They're 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 okay. It's, it's not, never. It's never. I've never once had the the. The conscious thought to be like, I'm buying a rack of Mickey's tonight. You know, like I've you just, know my conscious. I've never done my, that. My conscious thought really started to kick in when I realized that I could get a truly koozie and put it over the can and not get judged. Well, no, I would still get judged, but <laughs> I'll let you know when we're not on mics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's just. Oh, so, I, I think yeah. I, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah. we're okay. going to get a koozie and we're going to yeah, drink the fuck out of some truly. <laughs> so that's for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, other than that, I don't That's that's after oh, looking up uh, Actually, oh. no, sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that's after looking up things on Rhino Classifieds, right? Obviously. Oh, 100%. While wearing your fat head sunglasses. Yeah, you slug a truly while looking up shit on Rhino while looking sunglasses on. So, <laughs> um yeah, if the sun ever comes out again. So it's always sunny in Doucheville. True, very true. <laughs> that was a very smooth true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know. I can't really transition into what I was going to say. Speaking as someone that's not a douche, <laughs> um, Derek Griff is racing for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Yeah, Did that's you, happening. So I was on the way back from fucking Seekonk, I guess that Thursday or whatever, and I tuned in to the very end to see Derek, our friend Derek, uh, tell him the news of what was happening. And the minute that that he's going to be driving the 51 truck came out of... The, the 51 truck with 
Hudson Speedway on the side, also yes. with JBL involved, I assume on the hood. Um, when that came out of his mouth, I I had the worst deja vu of all time. And also, I was like, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Did we accidentally break news on this podcast? Because I don't know if you remember, but I don't know, two weeks ago when Derek said that he had big news coming, posted the blurred picture on the socials. You and I had a very elaborate conversation about that we, we think he's going truck racing, and I said I, it looked like a KBM truck, and it wouldn't surprise me if some company like JBL was on there because that did happen. Todd Gillen. I promise we knew nothing. Todd Gillen didn't bring JBL. No. Fucking Christopher Bell didn't bring JBL. JBL just sponsors KBM. So then maybe Kyle, who has raced with Derek before, <clears throat> was like, "Hey, this kid." number one driver in the fucking speed 51 short track draft kids unbelievable maybe kyle was just like hey you know we can get 15 trillion dollars out of drew dollar <laughs> but we have this race open we'll give it to you for 13.8 trillion dollars <laughs> like caught him a deal you know right and then honestly that when that happened because people would uh, would assume that we knew like people that, i promise we did not our whole family is is part of that crew like yeah. our mother is when it, dolly when it, when it comes down to shit like that though, they are Cassidy. very professional oh 100 yeah i yeah. promise we did not know no and you know what's even better is that if we had said that on the podcast prior we people would have taken it and ran with it and yeah. it wouldn't have been breaking news so we must not have said it on mic is what i'm getting down to i'm pretty sure we did <clears throat> did we i'm pretty sure yeah i don't think that or we maybe did. we were sitting on the couch I think it was just a shoot. However, shit either moment. way, if it's a die cast, have to have it. Oh my god, yeah. How but how Plan cool is it though that there dark. it's gonna be at what, Gateway? Yeah. That's in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. I don't know if you've already looked up flights, but I haven't probably either. Uh-huh. Uh it's gonna it's literally gonna say Hudson Speedway uh-huh. on the truck. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Because what Name another driver. The only one that I can think of that has literally been sponsored by a racetrack. Richard Petty had like Unity Raceway on his car one time. Other than that, I can't really think of anything where a local racetrack was sponsoring a driver to to go to the big time. No. That's pretty fucking cool. So good on Ben Bisowski. Uh, he's been involved with Derek Griffith for a long time now. He's been involved in my racing career very as of late. Um, so you know, Ben is one of those guys where he is he understands how the sport works. He understands that um, certain things need to be done to be able to progress someone up to where they think that they should be or he believes that they should be. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to be on the, the, the receiving end of that as well, too. But Ben Bosowski doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do any of that stuff. But he wants to be able to help people, such as Derek, get to where they're supposed to be. So uh, very cool of him to do that. Uh, I'm s- incredibly happy for Derek. And, and Ben gets the exposure out of it, too. Like Literally, it's going to say Hudson Speedway on Kyle Busch Motorsports number 51 Toyota or, uh, Tacoma, whatever it is tundra yeah same thing yeah that's pretty cool it's pretty fucking wild yeah this is also what it is um yeah i mean i just i'm pumped yeah (laughs) i i just that's gonna be i just want like i don't know nothing crazy american airlines to sponsor us or something yeah 
I like I'd let them buy us a ticket to go to Gateway. Yeah, like United Airlines, uh, Microsoft, like any of these companies that have a <laughs> lot of small, money. These Tesla, small get-ups, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these the small up-and-coming companies like Dell. I promise you, or, there's probably <clears throat> a, a distant family member of one of our listeners that would buy a Tesla, e- Elon. Come on. Yeah, like... I, don't, I just don't understand. There's upwards of fucking two charging stations in the whole New England area. They they would be able to get around just fine. Yeah, it would. It's honestly pretty economical. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. What other Fortune 500 companies would probably McDonald's. jump on boards this? Oh, on board of the JetBlue. On, on on board with JetBlue. Yeah. They have a nice product. Mm-hmm. Their plans are nice. Their flights are nice. Could be. Oh. Apple. Samsung. We could probably strike a deal with Allegiant Airlines. <laughs> I, I saw an Speaking Allegiant. of Unity Raceway. <laughs> I, saw, I saw an Allegiant Airlines plane <laughs> once with two different colored wings. <laughs> I was convinced I was going to see it on the news later that night. I didn't, but um, that that's fine. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, running back to actual racing stuff, NASCAR went to Road America. Um, I was preaching this since I think literally the first show that we ever did, where NASCAR needs to go to different racetracks. Mm-hmm. They need to go to places they've never been before. They need to go to places that they haven't been to in a very long time um, because the true test of what a champion of your sport should be in the world of motorsports if they can do it at every single different kind of racetrack, then that was a true champion. Not going to Kansas twice, not going to fucking these other places twice that you, you fall asleep for an hour and a half in the middle and then, oh, okay, somebody's doing something cool with time to go. Well, that's... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. But you get it. <laughs> um, but no, the Road America race, I, I didn't know what to expect. It's a four-mile racetrack. You'd figure it'd be a bit, everybody's all strung out and stuff. Every little bit of racing that I saw whether it was a cup series or the Xfinity series, they were all kind of, there was something happening at any point in time. There was the coverage was great um, all around. Um, I think that the show that they put on was very, very good. Um, and apparently the, the place was fucking packed too. I don't know if you saw that yeah. um, at a four mile racetrack and there are a zillion people in every single corner. That's a lot of fucking people. doesn't look the same as just grandstands as a typical racetrack, but that's a lot of fucking people at a four mile racetrack. So, uh, good on NASCAR. Good on everybody that uh, put that together. I want to see more of that type of shit because the cup race today was actually pretty fucking good. It was cool to see them at a racetrack where tire wear was actually a thing. Like the, the whole, it, it goes. It kind of was a bring back to when racing in, in the top series. You had to manage your car. You had to manage your tires. You had to because guys, guys, shit was falling apart today. Like brakes were blowing up. Like. Cars were falling apart. Tires were wearing out. Like, they had to manage the cars, just like they always had to, because, you know, that was the original connotation of the Coke 600 was who can make 600 miles. You know, it it wasn't probably the most exciting race, but that was the the catch-all to it was, you know, this is going to be an Ironman-type race. And today was very similar to that, where that big racetrack beat the shit out of those cars. There's a lot of bumps there. There's a lot of passing corners and things like that where the guys are trying to out, out 
maneuver the cars of their capabilities and you know after you know what is it 62 laps the race was that's that that beats the shit out of them and the guys were worn out the cars were worn out and that's what it's supposed to be in my opinion so that was that was pretty cool to see how that all went together yeah i was watching the xfinity race uh yesterday i believe i watched all of that uh great race a little bit of little bit of carnage it's it's wild to me road courses are Say what you want about road courses. I don't think that I'm the biggest road course fan, which is weird because my uh, favorite driver, per se, is the king of road course racing. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think that it's cool where a guy can, all you have to do in one corner is just slip up a little bit. In second place, who was three seconds back or whatever, is like right on your tail. Um, and it was cool to see uh, Noah was up front late. He uh, ended up losing power steering, ended up finishing ninth, I guess, but uh, solid day, I guess. He just needs some luck, I think. Yeah. He's been there. Just something stupid happens, I feel like, every single week this year. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, going... Well, so I was thinking about that. So, obviously, I I think that even Noah would say that he hasn't had a great year um, for his standards. Obviously, he needs to win. He he would like to win. That's kind of what he's there for uh, in a great car. Should have won. And then David Starr existed. Um, but that being said, when you look at the Xfinity series, I think that guys like uh, Harrison Burton and Daniel Hemrick also probably should win. So he's not alone. I mean, if these guys start picking up wins, then Noah's going to be kind of on an island by himself, and that's going to suck for him. But I think that you'll you'll see last year Noah really turned it on in the playoffs. Um, he should do that again. And uh, – Hopefully, starting at Atlanta, he'll have some more luck. If only they went to Homestead again, because holy shit, he just dick stomps them there. Yeah, uh, they should go to Homestead probably n- nothing crazy thirty five times a year, <laughs> I think, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe you got to branch out to a couple extra markets. And speaking of that, they go to Atlanta this this next weekend, and then fucking a, we got Loudon. So Loudon. So that's that's gonna, gonna be, be a time. Well, I was going to say aggressive, but yeah, that's... That's going to mm-hmm. be a time. We have some things set up that I, I don't... I, I just... It, there is on-track medical staff, right? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I kind of, I've kind of been trying to figure out what my actual Loudon plans are because um, our good friend Ryan Priest is running that Thursday at Thunder Road, so I'm trying to figure out if I want to get out of work and go just get everything set up at Loudon and then just jet over to Thunder Road and then come back that night and stay, spend the night. Uh, watch uh, Ryan Priest wheel the shit out of a late model. Or if I just want to get drunk and sit outside. Hmm. Now that I say that out loud, I think that you could go and watch Ryan Priest wheel the shit out of a late model and get drunk outside. So that... I think that's the move. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna it's gonna be a weekend. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how the weekend It'll be turns out, weekend. it's gonna be a week. It's gonna be a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. So regardless, it will be a weekend. Yes, I think it's gonna be a good one, though. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great <laughs> great one. Looking looking forward to it. Um, Where in the world will BFP be this weekend, though? That's a great question. So I think starting this weekend, I'm uh, starting this week. I'm thinking I'm very much I'm like 90% sure that I'm going to go to Thompson on Wednesday. Um they're doing their regular shit that they're doing this whole year where they have like six Wednesday races. Uh so that should be fun and 
that'll that'll start my weekend. Then probably I don't know I don't I don't really have shit going on on Saturday. Probably uh, we'll pick up a shift at work. That seems fun. And uh, then I'll make my way over to Beechridge, mosey on over there, and then probably Oxford on uh, Sunday. But I yeah actually Oxford on Sunday because I have three or four buddies that are planning to go there and kind of do the whole tailgate deal with uh with with food and grill and beer and fucking have a great old grand old time i think the <clears throat> depending on how goodly we can get our lives together uh the hundred lap sports series super street beatridge wiscasset extravaganza races this saturday at beatridge um so if i can get the sports series car together that would be cool to do that sunday granite state pro stock series at the hudson international speedway um again if we can get our lives together would like to partake in that race as well too uh so if anybody's hearing this and wants to be on a race car to two uh that wouldn't suck at all uh i do have venmo and paypal uh and yeah we'll uh we'll do some laps we'll do we'll do some lefts for the first time in a little while so um hopefully that that's a that's a good time go out there and support ben basowski and all that he's doing over there and the granite state pro stock series so um yeah i think that that should be a time yeah, and a half that should yeah will should definitely be a might be will be yeah, 100%. Uh, also, time. I'm going to Oxford tomorrow. Are you? I don't know. Well, I, I have to work tomorrow. I work until 4, though. Uh, Racing starts at 6. I work until 4.30. So depending on if I get kept at work late or not, it's going to be a very last-minute decision for me, dog. <laughs> so Friend of the program, Derek Nealand, is going to race the 90 car uh, for the uh, at the, the Oxford July ex- Beluza or whatever it is with fireworks and such. I seen that. Yeah. So yeah, car's already all loaded, ready to go. Gonna do NASCARing. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll be at Oxford tomorrow. When people are listening to this, probably. Yeah. yeah. Monday night. Oh. Oh. So yeah. So one thing we do have for you guys too. <clears throat> we actually got to sit down with a uh, friend of the program, a uh, good pal of ours that we got to meet down in North Carolina for the first time when we were hanging out with Noah Gregson and all those guys. We hung out with him the first time and the second time and the third time. He seems to be yeah. a uh, regular occurrence. Yes. Whenever we go down yeah, there. We've seen him in Florida. We've seen him all over the place. Oh, yeah. We uh, did see him <laughs> in Florida. That's right. Uh, no, he's a, he's a good guy. He's uh, Jack Wood. So he's currently, or he's been running ARCA races. He's also been running the number twenty. Four. Four GMS uh, truck. Uh, he's been partaking in a lot of those. So we got to sit down with him, kind of have him take us through his journey of who the hell Driver Jack Wood is. Um, and uh, just we listen also, to... We also got the, que- the our question of how much wood could Jack Wood jack if Jack Wood could Jack Wood answered. So... Yes. yes. Stay tuned I believe for that. It, I believe it was a numeric number was given to us, but... Um, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It was. Uh, no, it was a good. It was a good little chat that we had with him. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, we're probably gonna move it on over to that, and uh, hope you guys enjoy. So in the meantime, make sure you have your fathead sunglasses on, you're drinking your Trulies, and uh, looking up shit on RhinoClassifieds.com. Uh, other than that, I am Charlie. You are Brad. This is episode 122. Austin Erickson. Peyton Landfear. Peyton Landfear. <laughs> Joey Logano. Don't put a picture of her so she gets pissed too. Nah. Well, now I have to. No. No, you don't. No, I will. Scott Wimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Ward Burton. Ward. Ward Burton. Ward Burton. Uh, 22. Fuck. Paul Lund.
There's one that I can like picture right now, but I just can't. Red and white. Oh, the truck. Yeah, Austin. Maybe. It's, it's a weird name. It's oh, like West Wayne Swelf. Wayne, Wayne, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Swelf. Swelf. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Austin Wayne Swelf. Uh, Austin probably does Wayne himself. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could name this. Austin probably does Wayne himself with Jack Wood. <laughs> I think that might get Jack in trouble. That's fine. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-two. He's probably got shit to do. Twenty-two. I can't wait. Just to uh, we work, we get roasted on this every time, and I don't understand. Just post the picture. The yeah. amount of time that you took to write the comment to yell at us, you could have just put the picture up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty-two. Chase Dowling? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yep. Is that it? I fucking hope. Well, it's definitely not, but <laughs> you'll hear about it on Monday. Oh, yeah, or sure. Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm Charlie. You're Brad. Uh, enjoy the interview that we had with Jack Wood. Cool. All right, cool. boys and girls. So uh, this is going to be episode 122. Uh, on the other side of the screen here, we're going to have another Zoom call for you. Uh, this is going to be the driver of the number 24 GMS uh, Chevy Silverado made with real tornadoes. Uh, that's going to be uh, driver Jack Wood. What's up, pal? What's up, man? How's it going? Feels good to be on the show. Yeah, I mean, we we met you a, a couple times now, a few times in different yeah. settings, if you will. Um, but you know, you, you get to you get to dabble in the pickup truck races these these days. You get to do some cool shit. But uh, before we dive into that, uh, everybody that listens to this show knows of our debauchery and things that we do, but uh, maybe doesn't get to do the NASCAR thing so much. So for those that don't know, who the fuck is Jack Wood? Yeah, uh, so I'm from California. I race super late models and late models out in California. Um, from about the time I was 16, I'm 20 now. Um, did some legend car racing out there when I was younger. Go kart racing is where I started. Um, and then uh, in November of 2020, I moved to Charlotte um, after I signed a contract with GMS to drive their Arca car. Um, and I did that till, I guess, Coda back in May. Um, and then my schedule kind of changed from doing the ARCA full time to, to moving over to doing some truck stuff as well. So um, I did a lot of short track racing in my days. And now I'm trying to take on the NASCAR thing and make this my job. So are you running Are you running ARCA and trucks now? Like, are you doing both at Pocono? Or are you doing like a mixed schedule for both? Or how is that working? Yeah, so I'm doing the rest of the truck schedule except for Bristol because um, they're gonna they're gonna put Doug Kobe in that truck at Bristol. Um, so all the truck races besides Bristol, and then kind of mix max or mix matched a little bit of the Arca series. Uh, we're doing double double duty at Pocono. Um, probably run Kansas, Phoenix, and uh, Watkins Glen, and then maybe run Iowa. So a little bit of both, but just trying to get as much seat time as I can on some of these bigger racetracks. Like the track like Pocono, well, it's weird to me. I saw the schedule. I saw that the Arca series is going 80 laps and the truck race is 60, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things that don't make much sense that, but it is I, Arca being the, the race that, that goes off first. You're just going to, like, have you ever been to Pocono first off? It, I, I guess not. No. And yeah, no. Uh, 
Uh, what are you, are you going to just kind of ride around and learn? Are you going to, I assume Ty Gibbs is in the race. You're just going to draft behind him, follow him around the racetrack, kind of learn as you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure we'll be following the 18 for a little bit of the race for sure. Um, no, but I've never been there and they're doing a, like a seven hour test tomorrow. So that's why I'm up here early. Um, so I'll have a decent amount of seat time, but yeah, 80 laps in the ARCA race and then only 60 in the truck race, which, I mean, I'm not complaining because I mean I'm still running all all of them, but uh, yeah. But no, never been to Pocono. That, that's a, that's a weird mix, obviously for sure. But uh, yeah, we kind of got a condensed version there of who who driver Jack is here. So how how do you how do you end up with a steering wheel in your hand? How did how does Jack Wood get to the racetrack the first time? Yeah. So the backstory is uh, my grandpa used to race, um, and like he he raced goat karts. Um, and then he raced some modifieds and I don't think he ever got into late models, but I know he raced modifieds for a long time, um, up in Idaho at Meridian Speedway, up, uh, kind of like near Boise. Um, so he raced, my dad raced for, for a long time too. So I kind of grew up at the racetrack, just watching the grandstands when I was a little kid, watching my dad race. Um, and then my cousin, Travis Milburn, uh, he raced as well. And he did some, some k and stuff and a little bit of ARCA stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a family sport for me. And then, you know, I just kind of, I always just kind of, I always just drove cars. Um, I mean, honestly, like when I first started driving goat carts, it wasn't even something that I really wanted to do. And I wasn't like, a su- I wasn't super big on it. Um, and then I kind of, I never took it all too serious. And then I started doing some, like, you know, playing soccer and baseball and, and all those kind of sports. And I sucked at every single one of them. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I figured, Hey, let's take another shot at this racing thing. And, um, just kind of really been hitting it hard ever since I was probably about 14 when I first got in a legend car. So, so how does, how does your dad drive and modified? So you drive and, uh, or your grandfather drive modified. So you drive and go to you driving for one of the top notch trucks and all of nascar right now where where are the gaps here there's got to be something in between yeah yeah so none of them really took it as serious as i did um and i kind of have got myself to a point you know i I took it i took it pretty serious you know like when i was when i was 16 i first got in a late model um i was i was terrible um and uh had no idea what i was doing um really really struggled and then i just kind of put my head down and just you know, it became my life. Um, not as much as it is now, but you know, it was definitely a big focus. So like, I think throughout my four years of high school, I went to like one dance cause I was always at the racetrack. And I think in 2016, we ran like 30, 33 races, which for like a light model team is, is pretty huge. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, we're doing the Arca stuff and, and that was going pretty well, but it, you know, it wasn't the best equipment. And, you know, I really wanted to take a shot at it. So my dad, you know, thought, hey, you know, you know, what about trying to find a team on the East Coast? Um, and that the, the year prior to him saying that, I brought Ryan Reed out, who I'm sure you guys know. And he kind of worked as like a driver coach and a spotter. Um, so that was just kind of another step of me trying to get better at driving race cars. Um, and, and then – connecting back to what I was saying is when my, my dad was talking about maybe trying to come out here and race on the East coast, 
Ryan started making some calls to different teams and, you know, you know looking at DGR and Venerini and, and Gibbs and, uh, you know, GMS ended up being the right fit for us. Um, but it's pretty crazy. Like I, I still remember like to his day, I have a picture of it of when I was, when I was 14 and I got my first legend car and it was Rob Clegg's, um, and I got shipped to one of my dad's auto body shops in California. And I have like a picture of me like unboxing the thing. Cause they like shipped it in a crate. Um, but it's, it's pretty crazy to think how far I've come from, you know, like being a kid who literally hid underneath the trailer at a goat cart race. Cause he didn't want to go on the podium and get his trophy to, uh, you know, here I am all in Pennsylvania getting ready to race at Pocono. So it's pretty insane. So you said at first though, you weren't really all, I mean, obviously you weren't all that about it. I mean, you had yeah. things like that and now you're going to go, you know, do laps around Pocono. So what, yeah. you know, at what point in your life or what was the moment where that, you know, the switch was flipped and you're like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is, this is what, you know, this is who driver Jack becomes. Yeah. I think I'm trying to think of like what the specific moment was. Um, hmm. You know, I, it, honestly, it was probably a couple of years ago. I ran the winter showdown in the Southwest Tour Series, um, and we were we were decently fast. Like we weren't slow, but we were we were we were fast, and we had speed. I think we we're like top ten. And uh, you know, I kind of just fell in love with it, and it's something I, I like progressively kept getting better. And I always loved seeing the growth of of getting better at what I was doing and doing all the hard work was paying off. Um, I think that's kind of when I flipped the switch from just being like, it was my hobby to, okay, what do I have to do to make this what I do for a job? Um, but yeah, kind of, I would say back on the West coast. It, it, so you're obviously friends with Noah and we've got to know Noah pretty well. Or I would say we're friends with him as well. Uh, when he went and raced that duel and his first time ever in a cup car and, and he ended up inevitably wrecking out, and he had, he had, he said he had that one moment where he kind of just like was on the way to the ambulance or whatever. And he's like looking around and he said he just had to take a moment to like soak it in. Cause he was racing with like all of his heroes and shit. Have you ever yeah. had, have you ever had a moment like that? I know you've only ran a couple truck races and like raced Arca, but like, has there ever been like that one moment where you're like, this is so cool that I'm like here right now. Yeah, no, I constantly have to pinch myself. Um, like being a part of the Chevy program is, is pretty cool because of the people I get to meet, but I mean, it's like, you know, I'm working out with Kyle Larson or, you know, Chastain or, um, like hanging out with William Byron or whoever it is. And it's, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, these used to be the guys that like, if I was looking on Instagram story and they were at the same airport, I was within a matter of two weeks, I'd be freaking out. And here, and here I am like, you know, sitting in the same room with them talking about racing and asking them questions and stuff. So like constantly having to pinch myself. Um, and, you know, like Noah said, trying to take it all in. Um, because you know all this stuff can go away pretty quickly so just try to live every moment to the fullest i guess i think that's so cool you and noah both are kind of that same way because noah had that whole like realization he's like i'm out here with like brad kozlowski and like you know like kevin harvick kyle bush guys that i have like hero cards back home of yeah yeah it's like at one point in my life i had a noah gregson hero card i don't know where it is i probably gave it away to someone eventually but like then like the next like two months ago I'm sleeping on his couch and like we're, we're hanging yeah. out with you and shit. And I'm like, 
it, now it's just like kind of normal for us. Like hopefully it never yeah. becomes normal. Like hopefully you can still kind of like soak this in and like make it as cool as like it still is for us to just even hang out with like, you know, half these guys. Like if I don't, I don't know Kyle Larson, but like, I'm sure that if I ever hung out with Kyle Larson, I don't know if it would ever become normal to like, Hey, I'm just hanging out with this dude. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, weird. it's pretty crazy. Like, and for me, it's, you know, I think up until I came out here, you know, I was really like a fan of the sport, you know what I mean? And now to be a part of it is, is pretty cool. So it's, um, it's a way different style of life and, um, it's been a big change for me, but it's, 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 uh, it's very, very cool. What are some of the biggest changes that you think that you've seen or that you've experienced from what you were doing to what you're doing now? Because I mean, you're all in now. I mean, you're there. Yeah. So, yeah. Like how do you get um, to the next step and what have you changed to, you know, from what you were doing before? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed change wise from race on the West coast to the East coast is I feel like a, a lot of the guys that race on the West coast, it's kind of a hobby, um, which is awesome because that's where I started too. Um, but coming out here to the East coast, it's like, this is people's lives. Like this is what they do. They wake up and they eat, sleep and breathe racing every single day. Um, so it's like an insanely competitive environment. Um, you know, I mean, even from racing late models or legend cars all the way up to cup, you know, I mean, this is what people do like every day. Um, and I think probably the biggest changes of I, the biggest change that I've had to make is just how much harder I work. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I work super hard on the West coast. Like I didn't, I didn't work out or anything. I was out of shape and I didn't really watch race tape. I didn't really spend a lot of time on the simulator and, and I didn't talk to all the drivers about stuff. And out here it's, uh, it's the first thing I think about when I wake up, um, and the last thing I think about when I go to bed, so, um, you know, racing kind of turned into it from, a, it, it changed from a hobby to a lifestyle for me when I, when I moved out here. So. Are you, are you find it like it hard at all? Like I know you're friends with Zane and friends with like Sheldon Creed and stuff. Obviously these guys are your teammates, but also guys you hang out with like off the track. Have you found any like difficulty trying to like, I don't know, manage the relationship, I guess. Like, obviously, like, I'm sure that they give you pointers and, and they, they can try to help you along the way because you just started racing trucks so recently. But, like, do you ever just, you know, obviously there's competitiveness on the racetrack. Have you ever, like, have you noticed anything with your relationships, like, off the racetrack? Is it any different at all? Or No, not really. I mean, those guys are – Sheldon and Zane are both really good dudes. And and I think all the GMS guys are, are really solid guys. Um, you know, I don't think we haven't – luckily got to a point yet where you know i accidentally wrecked one of those guys and you know we weren't friends for a while but um no i think the relationship between those guys is pretty stable on and off the racetrack um sheldon in particular has been a huge help to me um you know going over in his holler and asking questions like when we were at nashville and it's like i've never never started front row at a truck race and i'm going into turn one and i have no idea what to do and going over and asking him questions about, okay, you know, how much throttle are you going to carry in the corner? And, you know, what do you think for brake pressure? And, you know, what's the best way to try to pass the 19 and get out to the lead and stuff like that. So there's a lot of experience in the GMS camp um, and, and a lot of good friendships for me that, you know, aren't, aren't, don't seem to be jeopardized by, you know, what happens on the racetrack. It seems like, you know, whatever happens on the track kind of doesn't seem to really interfere too much with uh, what happens off. 
So you, you obviously sat like on the front row at, at Nashville and Nashville was a place that the truck series hadn't been in, in a really long time, obviously. And I, I think I could speak for both Charlie and I, when we first, we, we, we've hung out with you a handful of times. And the first time that we saw that you're going to be driving the 24 truck, we were like, Oh damn, cool. And then like, I saw you, you were sitting on the front row and I'm like, Holy shit. Like that's like your second truck race ever. Do you think yeah. the fact that like, it was a level playing field. Like no one had really been to Nashville in so long kind of helped you along that way. And like, was there anything you could even do to like try to practice, I guess, for Nashville? Like, was there eye racing involved? Was there obviously simulator time, like stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, for me, it was a lot of eye racing, um, you know, and I was talking to the crew chiefs about it on Monday or like, you know, race debrief, just the eye racing model for Nashville and the trucks was, like really spot on, um, which I thought was insane. But yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of a level playing field. You know, you guys hadn't been there in a long time. And um, I mean, I don't even know if there's anybody in the truck series that had been there. Like probably, I don't know, Crafton and maybe Johnny Sauter. Like, but besides that, it was a, a new racetrack for everybody. Um, so I think that leveled the playing field and, you know, I just, I put in a lot of time prepping for that race. Um, I kind of knew that was going to be a good one for us. Um, you know, and, and, and it worked out, uh, you know, the, the, where we finished, I don't think it really showed the speed that we had. I think honestly, we probably could have been a top three truck. Um, if we had clean air, um, you know, I think we ran top five, the whole first stage. And I think we finished sixth or seventh in the second stage. So, um, but yeah, that was a good race for us. It definitely kind of lit a fire under a fire under my butt, um, you know, for the rest of the season. I think it did the same for the crew chief um, and all the guys on the team. But you know, that was a that was a good showing for us. I was happy with the speed and you know those trucks are. Uh, I mean, it's insane. That's like, I mean, the the quality of the stuff that those guys build. Um, I mean, it's like. I'm trying to compare, like, I'm trying to think like, you know, like the late models used to drive on the West coast or like a Nissan. And then you come out and you drive like the arc in the truck. And it's like a, like a Ferrari or like a Bugatti or a Bentley or something like the quality of what these guys put together is, is insane. And, and they're fast too, which helps. So. So, so you say that you do a lot of preparation, you know, going to these places, especially like Nashville where nobody's been before at all. Um, but on the backside of things, do you think that like, you're more of like, a, a Kyle Larson in terms of like, you just, you, you're very good at, you know, doing the driving part. That's what you focus on. That's what you can control. Or would you say you're more like a Kyle Bush where he knows that race car inside and out. He knows where every nut and bolt is, what the adjustments are, things like that. You know, where would you kind of put yourself on that spectrum there? I'd say like probably in the middle, um, you know, and we don't we're, when we were doing our stuff on the West coast. Um, I worked on a lot of that stuff myself or side by side with the crew chief that we had at the time. Um, you know, I don't say, I don't think I know like adjustments and what to do. Like I'm not on the, I'm not on the radio telling guys what to do. I, I kind of leave it up to the crew chief. Um, cause I don't want to, really, I don't really want to step on his toes. I mean, it's not like I would even know what to do in the first place anyways. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say I'm a Kyle Larson either. You know, that guy's, you know, I don't, I don't want to say he's a one of a kind because that's kind of what everybody's chasing right now. So I think there'll end up being more guys like him. I think, I think Briscoe and Bell will get there to want some point as well. Um, 
But yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm probably in the middle. So there's still work to do in both sides of those things, trying to, you know, take attributes from both those guys. And, you know, I think if you had a, a mix of a Kyle Busch and a Kyle Larson, that would uh, probably be one of the best drivers like ever. So <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you think you need to work on the most right now? I mean, obviously you have a, a very limited experience kind of across the board, really. So what are some of the things that you yourself need to work on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the Nashville truck race, but restarts were huge for me. Um, I struggled on restarts. Really, man, I never really struggled on restarts back on the West Coast. But when I came out here on some of these mile and a half, like the restarts are huge um, because that's such a momentum game. Um, so, yeah, I think restarts are going to be really big for me. Uh, getting in and out of the pit box, uh, you know, maybe learning a little more about how, how, how to get cleaner on the car and how to manage a car when you're in dirty air. Um, but it's really, I think the stuff for me to work on is just the stuff I've never done before. Um, and it's like you said, it's like I only have three truck races under my belt and a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is, is new. Um, so just kind of, you know, that's a thing. It's like your mindset going to the racetrack for me right now is I could care less where I finish. Um, cause I know that'll be my focus in the future, but for right now, it's just try to learn as much as I can and. You know, I'm doing a lot of things right now for the first time. Um, and my job is to, to learn and get better and make sure it's not something I do for the last time. So does that mindset change between ARCA and trucks? Is there, or is it the same between both? Like, do you go out in there in the ARCA race and try to either win or finish second to Ty Gibbs? Or uh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, is it, is um, it different? Yeah, I think, you know, for the ARCA stuff, it's a little different. Um, the competition isn't as much. You know, you don't have live pit stops. The dirty air isn't as big of a deal in the ARCA car. Um, so, yeah, I think the mindset changes. I think when we go to these ARCA races, it's, you know, let's win or, like you said, finish second to the 18, which I feel like is a win. Uh, you know, and the truck stuff, it's like I said earlier, it's, you know, I think if you a top 10 is a, is a solid day. Um but yeah, definitely different mindsets, you know, and I've, I've been in ARCA cars before, you know, not on, not on these bigger racetracks, but I've been driving ARCA cars for, for two years now. So I have a little better footing, um, on the ARCA side of stuff. So, so moving forward, I mean, you, you've already progressed, you know, from go-karts to late models, to you know, the legend cars in between there. And now you're in the NASCAR stuff, but you know, what's, what's the five year, 10 year, you know, what's the goal? What, it, where, where do you, where do you want to be at? Where do you want to see Jack Woods name, you know, at the end of all this? Yeah. I think it's the same as everybody, you know, or not, maybe not everybody, but I think cup series really. Um, I think if I could make a career out of driving cup cars or trucks or Xfinity, you know, whatever it may be, I think, you know, that's a, a good point um, for me and my career. I think the biggest thing for me is just not to get, um, like, stationary and to keep pushing myself um, and really just, you know, whatever's going to challenge me. And right now the truck series is challenging me, and so is the ARCA series, and that's where I want to be. Um, and there's a lot of things that I have to do on my side to get to the Cup Series or get to the Xfinity Series, whether it's, you know, find sponsorship or becoming a better race car driver. Um, but yeah, I think in, I don't know, I'd say if, if I'm in the cup series in five years, I think that'd be, that'd be pretty solid and I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that. So. 
So what's the next step then? Uh, I think the next step is to, you know, just keep doing the truck stuff, get better in the trucks. Um, I mean, honestly, like at Nashville, I was, when we went over the debrief and we're looking at lap times and stuff, I mean, I was the last like 40 laps of the race. I was like the fastest truck on the racetrack. Um, and you know, that was with being in dirty air. So I think, uh, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves, but I think honestly, we, I think there's a good shot. We could get a win this year in the truck series. Um, and that'd be huge. Um, but I think, you know, I still need more time in these trucks. So I think the goal would probably be to run trucks next year as well. Um, and then, you know, performance based, you know, kind of get an idea where we're at and if going to Xfinity is a good idea or, or maybe skipping a step and going to cup, um, you know, I think that'd be good as well, but just keep progressing, I think is the goal. And, uh, just like I said, just trying to keep, keep getting better. If you were to call it right now, where does your first truck win come at? I think on the schedule. Okay. Conservative. I'd say Talladega. And then a little bit of a stretch. I'd say Phoenix. Um, I, we were really good at Phoenix and Arca car and then got wrecked by the 25, uh, which I, I'm not going to make a comment, but you know, no, we are, we've, uh, already, we've already, we've already done that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> our, our good yeah. buddy that uh, is actually on Charlie's yeah. shirt also got wrecked at one point. Oh yeah. yeah he got a, what was that? That was at Daytona, right? What yeah. Was that Daytona? Yeah. yeah. And they were teammates. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Everyone was <laughs> real happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I remember watching the, I went back and watched that and it was like, got him doing once, got him sideways, and then didn't even, like, try to miss him and just hit him again. It's like, oh, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. We saw the Toyota badge, right? It wasn't, like, yeah. a Chevy or Ford. Like, that was out of the same shop. It was a, um, it was a hell of a save for about three seconds there. And then – I thought we got into him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he had it saved. Oh, no, never mind. She didn't want you to save it. She really wanted to wreck you now. <laughs> oh, he almost ended up on his lid. I mean, I guess that was yeah. my cool first super speedway race in an ARCA car, and you're on your lid. Yeah whatever um yeah but no I, yeah i think phoenix would be a is a one on my list for you know a possible win that's summer that i've been to before three times now so um i think that's for the rest of the year i guess besides talladega but for the rest of the year that's the only track i've been to before um but i think that's definitely one that i have circled for myself uh just because i kind of know what to expect and know what i want out of a race car there Oh, yeah, at least you can lean on Sheldon Freed for notes there, because apparently he yeah. talk, and, and apparently that that's a there's 18 grooves going into turn one. Yeah, so. holy cow! <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that. That was probably. I mean, I'm trying to think out of all the races I've ever watched, that was probably one of the coolest, like last two lap passes I've ever seen. That was insane. Like, and we're adding where do you even start? You start like six on that restart. Like he wasn't yeah, even. It wasn't close to the front, really. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I thought he was in the inside wall just by like, there was one camera shot where like they just show all of them. And they're like nine wide going into the corner. And he's so low that you're like, there's no way there's racetrack there. Like I assume yeah. he was defense, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's hoisting the championship trophy. So yeah, uh, good guy to learn off of. And he's, he's your teammate. So yeah, exactly. If, if it's not, you know, finishing first, then I can try to follow him and maybe finish second. So, so, so it's, it's now uh, two weeks 
I guess, from, from when the show was posted, but it is only three days since our, our show included your name on it with a clever uh, comment <laughs> there from, from Charles. Uh, Charles, you want, you want did, to ask your you, question? Did you see it before I ask it? Oh, yeah, I snapped it. Yeah, I so, think someone... I think I saw a Snapchat video of you saying that, and then like a day later I saw on... Uh, I think it was your guys' Instagram. I saw the the title of it. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> so, so for those that don't know, and I will ask you here, um, how much wood could Jack Wood Jack if Jack Wood could Jack Wood? <laughs> I got lost when you said Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fair question. I don't. Yeah. Let's see. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That is a lot of wood, I think. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. Wood's a hot commodity right now, man. I don't know if you've been to Home Depot recently, but stuff's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Mine, mine's a small commodity anyway, so that is <laughs> <laughs> the stock the stock in, in Jack Wood, you might it must be sky high now that the lumber is so expensive, you know. Yes. Oh, it, it, it should be going up. I don't think it's like the Dogecoin little die cast cars, but it's probably a close second. It's got to be right there, though. Yeah. yeah. Your, your, yeah. your net worth is at an all-time high. Oh, yeah. Well, I, did you guys watch the video that Anchor made with uh, Sheldon? I don't think so. Oh, you got to go watch it. It's, like, one of the funniest things ever. But Sheldon was, like, saying, like, like he looked himself up on Wikipedia or something. It was, like, he's worth – it said he's worth $2 million. And Sheldon's, like, I have not seen that money, which is hilarious. <laughs> wow. Marcus yeah. Lamonis would have given him at least 15000 Yeah, Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it is funny, though, because we've gotten, obviously, like, the, the back-end inside scoop of things with, like, you and Noah and all those guys. And, like, we, like we've, we've slept at Noah's place. Like, we've stayed there. And he is not the gazillionaire that everybody thinks that he may or may not be. I mean, obviously, he has some help financially, but, like, he's not living in mansions. He doesn't have a pool. He doesn't, he doesn't have any of the stuff. No. He looks like a... It looks like a fucking college dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like probably a little dirtier too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Megan's got to get cleaning. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to go do his laundry. And clean up. It's just that, that I think kind of took maybe both of us by surprise a little bit where we did like go and hang out. It's just, just an apartment, just an apartment, yeah. it's like a normal human. Like, yeah. Like, like he doesn't, just go and travel and race cars for a living like you and you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, I think people kind of take that for granted that you guys still are just humans. Like, you know, yeah, we see you on oh, yeah. TV every week, but you know, they're all normal. Yeah. I assume you're normal. Uh, yeah. I, Most I, of the time you put yeah. it on one at a time or however <laughs> that goes. So now, now that, that being yeah. said, Noah, Noah's little place there is probably nicer than any house that I've lived in. I mean, this, well, this is bigger definitely but noah's place probably is nicer but i will say you everyone you guys all seem to be very normal one thing that might not be normal is we were at a shindig one time and uh you made the comment that you were going to leave and go watch a world war ii documentary and i have never in my life (laughs) but i have also never respected anything more because i was so in you were like i'm going back to my apartment and watching a world war ii documentary and i was like that did happen let's go like yeah. I'm all in on that like i i love watching documentaries like that what we yeah. do off the racetrack maybe world war doc two documentaries and uh other than that yeah uh i love history it's like the only class in high school that i pay attention to um 
besides that, I paid zero attention. Fun fact, I got a 17% in woodshop, and the only thing I turned in was the class syllabus. So I had a hard time staying focused on high school, but history class was definitely my favorite. Um, but, yeah, I watch a lot of deck documentaries. Uh, I love Planet Earth. Um, and I like music a lot. So I play a lot of guitar and like write songs and stuff. And I have fun with that. But so you're a nerd. Kind of a little bit of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I like fun. I like fun facts, I like traveling. I like meeting new people, going to new places. Um, yeah. I kind of, I like the adventure side of life. Like one of my favorite parts, parts about this racing stuff we're doing is like, I'm going places in the country that I would never go. Like, scranton pennsylvania like i would have never ever came here if it wasn't for racing um which is cool you know that's that's really cool um my first time ever going to nashville was for the truck race first time going to uh alabama where's talladega talladega alabama yeah yeah first time ever going to alabama was for the talladega race like um so that's that's definitely a cool side of racing that like most people don't think about is like we get to go like across the entire country like you know 25 weekends out of the year for me um and that, that's a cool side of it I, I think that brad and i both we've said almost exactly the same thing that you have is that one of one of my favorite things in life is going to someplace i've never been before whether yeah. whether it's a shithole or someplace i don't even yeah. admit, it's cool that you now know maybe i like or don't like this place i've always really enjoyed that aspect of life and um, you know, like you said, racing, you know, just by starting this shitty little podcast, we have gotten to go all over the place and see things that we absolutely never even one time would have been able to do or even thought about doing uh, without it. So what are yeah, some inter interviewing Tony Stewart included? What are some of the cooler places that you've been, though, because you've done this? Like what what stood out to you that you're like, man, that was that was all right. Uh, Nashville was fun. Um, that, that was cool for me to go to Nashville. Um, one that was really cool for me was Daytona. Um, I'd never been there before. Um, and the history that's at that track is pretty cool. Um, but also like outside the racetrack, like dude, it's a nice area, like the shopping centers and there's like a whole Bass Pro Shops and there's like nice restaurants and, um, you know, it's, it's, you get outside the racetrack maybe a little bit and it, you know, it's not as nice, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. And especially if you're, going to these places with a racing mindset and just some of the racetracks in general, like the history at the tracks, um, is, uh, is pretty cool. But yeah, I'd say Daytona. I really liked, uh, I went to Salem and, in, in, uh, I think that's Indiana. Yeah. Indiana for a test back in like December with the ARCA, ARCA team. Um, and that was pretty cool too. Cause it's like, well, when I ever go to Salem, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm sure like as next year comes, I'll go to more places and have better answers. But for right now, I'd say those are the three. I, I was trying to figure out what racetrack was in Salem, Massachusetts. I'm like, like I don't <laughs> like, I, we should have known about that one. Is there sure. a racetrack around Lizzie Borden's house? I don't even know. Like, I don't even think that's in Salem, but it's it's close enough. That's that's in Fall River. But yeah, uh everything that you said like about the history and like everything that you just you just said about like things you like to do is I can completely relate to. Uh I just unfortunately don't I don't have a truck ride. Um I don't necessarily <laughs> like I don't like meeting new people unless I'm um uh under the influence of alcohol or obligated. <laughs> yeah, or obligated. 
And uh, there's one other thing. I, that, the history was the only thing that I could pay attention to, like in class, that like I actually yeah. think I ever got below like an A plus in history. Everything else was very yeah. questionable. Uh, so one thing that like kept me going back, and uh, I almost like at one point wanted to become a history teacher if like everything else failed because I was like I watched my history teachers and they would just put on a like documentary and then just sit there and get paid. And I'm like, this seems like a good gig. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I don't know small world i i don't i don't think i would have ever met anyone that would rather go to watch a world war ii documentary but i that in that very moment i was so incredibly in like <laughs> <laughs> like i don't think that you were inviting us but i was yeah. like you said it and i'm just like let's go like I'm, yeah. unfortunately we didn't but yeah you'll have that yeah there's a good app it's called uh, history vault and it's the hist- it's like history channels app and they basically have like every documentary they've ever made on there it's like five bucks a month so if you're into if you're into that kind of stuff, that's a, a good thing to get. hundred percent. That probably wouldn't suck at all. I'm I'm excited. Like I just talking about things <laughs> that like we've been able to travel. Just I mean, we I've been to Charlotte more times in the last three months than I have in my entire life. Or like maybe not three months, but like at least this year so far. Yeah. Combined Daytona, I've only been there once, but I never experienced anything outside the racetrack. Like Pensacola, Florida for the snowball derby. I'd never been there um it's it's crazy i'm so excited like now i feel like i'm i'm almost more excited to go back to daytona next year just because like we went this year and we were able to do so many things and i'm assuming that we're gonna do the exact same like we had the same exact routine you could basically trace our steps from like our airbnb to new smyrna back to our airbnb to the oyster pub and then back to the Airbnb and then to the super speedway and then back. Like it was just, we went to four different places. Oh, and wing house. We went to wing house every single day. We <laughs> <laughs> just ordered Corona buckets and it was crazy. Cause like at one point, like we ended up seeing you and, and Charlie gave you a hug that was almost not good. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good time. And now luckily we get to go back and do all these things all over again and hope maybe remember a little bit more. Cause yeah. Charlie rode home in a wheelchair one time, but yeah. <laughs> the traveling that's been able to be done is just, and it's incredible. Like going back on how cool it is for you to like be in the garage with these people and, and meetings and stuff like that. Like just last week or two weeks ago, I was like a pit road reporter for speed 51 doing the SRX deal. And like, I'm talking to Tony Stewart and like, yeah. I'm standing there, like I'm talking to Elio Cashinevis. I'm like, this guy just won his fourth. Well, but, yeah. Like I woke up this morning in Scarborough, Maine in a bed that's completely broken. Like it, with this table with podcast mics, it's completely broken. Like I, I'm a peasant. Like this guy should not be even allowed to talk to me, like to be honest yeah. with you. And, you know, somehow like just small world and and just the traveling and, and everything. I don't know. It just all like, basically we always say our lives are a movie and it seems like you're living a movie as well. Oh yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's like, constantly having to pinch myself to realize like the stuff that I'm doing. Um, and it's the same thing for you guys. I mean, it's like, if you don't take time to slow it down and enjoy it all, I mean, it can all be gone tomorrow or, you know, gone in 10 years. And on the 11th year, you're going to be thinking, damn, I wish I was doing that again. So you got to take advantage of all that. But the good thing is though, is now that maybe you guys can come on the racetrack next year and do some interviews in there in the garage and stuff. So oh, if you guys yeah. ever want, if you guys ever want hot passes, let me know. I'll hook it up. Well, that sounds good. I, I, there's a little birdie sent me an email about an hour ago to get hot passes for uh, Loudon. Yeah. So um, we might be in there interviewing some people, which would be just not smart for like anyone. Uh, 
by the time that they're hearing this podcast, they will have said yes or no already. So it doesn't, this won't like, like basically, and you know, factor into anything they're going to do, but I mean, Nine. loud and weekend for us. Like, I don't know if you have any weekends like back home, maybe, I mean, you're only like, you're only 20, obviously, but uh, do you see party scenes from, from time to time, but um like loud and we got oh, you guys better come to, you better come to vegas i'll be 21 by we go to vegas oh oh you're definitely coming to vegas oh. okay sold yeah we can, we can make that happen like very, very <laughs> flights to vegas are like five dollars so i'm sure we yeah can, you know, yeah. yeah you you spend yeah, the, the flights money. are cheap the drinks are expensive yeah you spend all the money elsewhere i'm sure but yeah oh man i mean just the the party scene at loudon is so crazy that if they like have us in the garage the next morning, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be good. Like we're going to be drunk for four days straight and we're not going to sleep that often. And then they're going to give us microphones to go stick into like the face of Kyle Larson. Mm. Probably not oh, yeah. smart, but Hey, like I said, they will have already said yes when this was exactly. So. And what you got to do is you just got to have like one of them home Depot buckets and just strap around your neck <laughs> and then just like, you know, gets a little hot and there you go. And you just keep on going. Yeah, record record video from the neck <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, put it on a string so it's really far down. <laughs> it's dude, like Project X type stuff. I wish that like I mean the arc or well, I guess it was K and N race at Loudon was always so bad because there's only like six cars. But I mean I wish that Arker trucks came to Loudon because it would you would you'd have some fun with your waters or whatever you can drink nowadays. <laughs> yeah waters with my noon tablets hydration is key yeah gatorade maybe a powerade or two maybe too much sugar i don't know yeah maybe maybe one day we'll be there next year it's next year vegas yeah, yeah you're, oh you're, you're vegas i i see <laughs> vegas to me is a lot like cocaine where i've never done it because i'm petrified i'm gonna like it way too much <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that, it's that's just where that lands for me but <laughs> The temptation is high, though. I can hear it. I'm, I don't know if it's with the Vegas or the cocaine, but it, it's just sounds not, like you want to. You just got to put yourself over the edge. I think what he's saying is if he goes to Vegas, he's going to do cocaine. He's going to end up liking both of them to way too much, and he's never going to come home. I'll be skinny. Yeah. <laughs> be, there's a little bit of weight. You'll be the guy sitting on the corner, like, saying, like, you know, you were a veteran and <laughs> you got a dog back on. And, you know what I mean? I'll probably make more fucking money doing that. Yeah, those guys make bank. Yeah, I've seen some guys that do that that have some like pretty nice shoes on, and you can normally tell a lot I, about people by their shoes. I saw a lady today wearing brand new clothes and brand new New Balances, asking for money because she's homeless. I'm like, you're doing fine, lady. I never yeah. have shoes. What are you yeah. talking? Yeah, Get out of here. I saw a dude walking past my work earlier, and there was a needle right next to him. He was giving himself his, this vaccination. It's unbelievable. He, yeah. He's COVID vaccinated. He can walk into supermarkets without his mask yeah. on and everything. It's very you want, you want a little hit of the Pfizer, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that Pfizer's hitting different nowadays is what I hear. Yeah. It's crazy. So, like, we went, to, we went to Daytona, and we lost Doug. But if we go to Vegas, I don't know what part of the hangover we're going to live, but there might as well be a lion or a tiger or a bear. or a, Oh, yeah. my. In the whole hotel room, because we've already lived the hangover when we went to Daytona. It was aggressive. If we go to Vegas, we might as well just wear GoPros the whole time because we it's done. Yeah. done. Did we ever? Yeah. <laughs> that actually be a good idea is wearing GoPros and you can be like, That's how did I scrape my knee? And then like all of a sudden you look and it's like honey. some bounce. 
Honey, Dragon R. We can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing that that we would be filthy rich off TMZ, like just wanting the videos of whatever happens during the, our night. The people we see that we shouldn't. Yeah. The places yeah. that we also shouldn't. Yeah, and you, for your things for your stuff. sake, we're not gonna wear GoPros. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'll be good. I'll wear, I'll just wear like a mask or something. I'll wear like a Noah Graxon hat, and then it'll be no big deal. And we'll just call you Noah. Yeah, yeah, I'm Noah. I'm Noah for the night <laughs> with Noah right next to you. Exactly. They'll never know. So, yeah. uh, so I think. Do, do you have any other deep Jack questions? No, no. I don't. Uh, so the, the one way that I like to kind of maybe, you know, tail these things off here is that, um, you know, obviously I think people know Jack Wood a little bit better now than maybe they did at the beginning of this, which is good. That's what we're here for. Hopefully we're going to have you on more times as you hopefully don't suck throughout the rest of your career. <laughs> um, but the one question I do always like to ask people, uh, in this weird little traveling circus that we all partake in, but, um, what is, what, what is the one thing that keeps bringing Jack Wood back to the racetrack. Why, why do you go to the racetrack? Huh. I think getting better, like, you know, you do something and you get a little better at it and you do it again and you're a little better at it and you do it the next time and you suck and you just, you want to get better. Um, and I think that's the thing for me. It's like, I've got addicted to the progress and like addicted to getting better. So I think that's, you know, what makes me, you know, want to get up in the morning and, and keep going to these races and, and keep trying because, uh, you know, the, the progress is definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, especially thinking like where I came from or where I was at even just six months ago, you know, not even talking about where I was, you know, five years ago um, is, is crazy. So I think that's definitely what makes me want to keep coming back is just getting better and Knowing that I haven't won a NASCAR race in the top three series, that's something else too. Because that's definitely something I want to check off the check off the list um, before I'm six feet under, and uh, just keep chasing the dream. Honestly, this is uh, everything I've been doing over the last six months has been a dream, uh, and I just want to keep doing it. So, well, the trajectory is going upwards. You're you're running truck races. Lumber is expensive now. Exactly. Like you just keep skyrocketing. So just keep riding that wave. Exactly. Oh, I, I will say though, I ran the, I'm running the summer shootout in those legend cars and I qualified dead last in the pro class on Mondays or on Tuesdays. So that was a little downward, but I would have shared that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll cut that out. Yeah. We'll cut that out. Hopefully, hopefully by the time that they're hearing this, you did better. Is, are you racing next week as well? No, I'll be gone next week. I'll be in Idaho next week. Ah, shit. Well, Jack Jack won this past Monday. Maybe. He yeah, maybe. was doing in Idaho farming potatoes or something, but he, <laughs> yeah. he he did the best potato farming. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling spuds out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. It's it's always cool getting to know you. Yeah, I mean anybody who's on here a little bit better, but uh it's always cooler when we've already kind of met you and partake yeah. in the festivities whether whatever you want that to be but uh it's always cool to get you, to get to know you a little bit better so thank you for doing this uh nice hotel room by the way uh have fun, <laughs> have fun in scranton that yeah. how you could but uh have fun there and uh maybe we'll uh we'll do this again all right sounds good guys i appreciate it all right appreciate it man thank you thank you
Race car, race car, here we go, race car. 